clean. It can mean a lot of different things to a lot of us. It can mean an absence of toxins, but it can also be about removing toxins already in our bodies. Today, we're joined by prominent cardiologist and New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Alejandro Younger, to talk about his clean program. Dr. Younger believes that clean isn't just a product or diet, but it's a whole experience, a way to feel good every single day. Detoxification is also something doctors must focus on to truly heal their patients. Welcome to Be Healthistic, the podcast that's more than just health and wellness information. It's here to help you explore your options across traditional and natural medicine so that you can make informed decisions for you and your family. This podcast illuminates the whole story about holistic health by providing access to the expertise of doctors Steve and Drew Sinatra, who together have decades of integrative health experience. Be Healthistic is powered by our friends at Healthy Directions. Now, let's join our hosts. Hi, folks. If you like what you hear today and you want to listen to future conversations on all things integrative and holistic health, subscribe to our podcast at BeHealthisticPodcast.com. Also, check out and subscribe to the Healthy Directions YouTube channel, which features video versions of our episodes plus extra videos you won't want to miss. And finally, we have more with me, Dr. Drew Sinatra, my dad, Dr. Steve Sinatra, and other health experts at HealthyDirections.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Be Healthistic. Clean is a leading health and wellness company built around the 21-day Clean program, developed by cardiologist and New York Times bestselling author Dr. Alejandro Younger. For over 10 years, Clean has prided itself on being the go-to resource for anyone who wants to experience what feeling good really means. Clean sits at the intersection of Eastern and Western medical practices, utilizing elements of functional medicine, Ayurveda, and powerful nutrition, combined with coaching to create a total network of support. Dr. Younger believes that Clean is not just a product or a program, it's an experience. The philosophy of the program is that it's possible to feel good every day, which involves learning how our individual bodies work and how best to fuel them. Well, Dr. Younger, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, I would love it if you could explain and, and talk to our listeners about your journey from becoming a conventional cardiologist into doing what you're doing today with Ayurveda and functional medicine. It's a long story, but I'll try to make it short. Um, you know, I grew up in Uruguay where at the time that I was growing up, there were no supermarkets. Everybody, everything was very natural. And I was very healthy by default. My mom would spend the day cooking for us. And when she finished having lunch, she started cooking dinner. And, and, and life was simple and kind of natural. And then when I graduated from medical school and moved to New York to do my internship, residency and fellowship in, at NYU Downtown Hospital and then Lenox Hill Hospital, I started getting sick. Initially, I started gaining weight. I started having difficulty digesting. I started having seasonal allergies that over the years turned into around, around the clock. And the most problematic symptom that I was experiencing was depression. So I was a, I was a third year cardiology fellow and 
at some point I really had difficulty functioning. So I decided to take a couple of days off and see the top gastroenterologist, allergist, and psychiatrist at the hospital where I was where I was training. And after a full day of consultations, I ended up with three diagnoses, severe allergies, severe irritable bowel syndrome, and severe depression. And I was given seven prescription medications. And when I arrived home that night and just looking at the prescription medications, I had this really intense gut feeling mm. that this is not what I wanted. And then I had this big aha moment that this is the exact type of medicine I was practicing for my patients, a pill for an ill. And being discontent with that plan, I started looking for a different solution. I didn't know really where to look. I had only been trained in, in Western allopathic modern medicine. So I decided to go to the bookstores and look for information on the, on the most worrying symptom that I was having, which was the depression. And I was experiencing a lot of negative, repetitive thoughts that I didn't know how they were appearing in my, in my mind because I wasn't really deciding to think them. If I had a choice at the time, I would have decided not to think 99% of the thoughts that were appearing in my mind. And those thoughts were playing my emotions like a guitar. Mm -hmm. So looking for an explanation of where these automatic, uh, automatic thoughts were coming from, I started looking in the psychiatry books. I couldn't find any reference to this phenomena that later on I realized was common to 99.999% of the population. You know, some, some have more negative repetitive thoughts, some have more positive repetitive thoughts, some have completely positive repetitive thoughts, but they're just repetitive thoughts. And in one way or another, they're exhausting. So not finding anything on the psychiatry libraries, I started looking in the self-help and eventually in the Eastern philosophy sections where I found a book about meditation in which meditation was explained as the practice that eventually will allow me to slow down and even shut off this, this broken radio in my head. So I started looking for a meditation teacher and I didn't find one. When I finished my fellowship, I, I had all these offers to work in these very prestigious medical practices, but I just didn't want to. And I wanted to really address the problem of, of my depression. Eventually, I found a meditation teacher with whom I had a very strong experience, ended up in her meditation school in India, an ashram, a monastery of sorts, and spent a year and a half there really dedicating myself to meditation practices. But my exchange to go and learn that was to offer my services as a doctor. So I was taking care of the clinic at this ashram where there were a lot of people from all over the world. And we would see people together with other practitioners. There were Chinese medicine doctors, Ayurvedic medicine doctors, naturopaths, chiropractors, hands-on healers, Reiki masters, you name it. And we used to sit in a circle with the patient and everybody would ask questions according to their training. And then everybody would suggest 
a path of, of action therapy, according to their understanding. And without even knowing the term integrative medicine, that's exactly what we were doing. And I really, really liked that because everybody had um, different aspects of, of health that they contributed to and people would get really, really well sooner and, and better and cheaper than with regular medicine. And just my mind was just cracked open. On return to the United States, I decided I'm going to do exactly this. I'm going to find all these practitioners and I'm going to have a, a community of, of uh, healthcare practitioners that we can participate together in the care of people. But I was confronted with the harsh reality that in order to be, to be, to, to be uh, hired by any cardiology practice, I had to be very profitable. And in order to be profitable, that translated to about seven minutes per patient. So patients would come in, the nurses would you know, do their intake, and I, I, there were 10 rooms that the nurses kept on filling and I would walk from one room to another after they had their blood pressure and the temperature measured and their chart. And so the patient would think that he spent an hour in the, in the medical office, but really with me, it was seven minutes. And all I could do was defensive medicine. And I call defensive medicine this, this um, idea that I was a infected with during my training years that anytime you do anything for a patient, anytime you write a progress note, you have to imagine that you're in court and the judge and the jury are listening to what you wrote. And so, so you have to cover your bases, right? This was how I was trained. Mm -hmm. And I was very, this was very uh, unfulfilling to me. And, and I would end up just prescribing a bunch of pills, get, get onto the other room, prescribe a bunch of pills, get onto the other room and do the same thing all day long. And then I would have rounds in the hospital where I you know, would eat again from the hospital cafeteria. The symptoms that, that I was suffering from, which had improved somewhat in India through their vegetarian food cooked with love and the meditation and some advice that I got from the other practitioners they all came back with a vengeance. So there I found myself again, working in hospitals, sick, depressed, and, and, uh, and unfulfilled. At that time was when a friend of mine came to my house in Palm Springs. I opened the door. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing because it was a different person. His eyes were white and bright. His skin was clear and shining. He had this glow and he had lost like 15 pounds. Now, I had seen this guy 10 days before and he was his usual bloated, inflamed, all reddish in the skin, you know, um, 15 pounds heavier. So I, I just couldn't understand. It just didn't make sense to me according to what I knew at that time. And, um, and I, I said, dude, did you have a, a plastic surgery? He said, no, I went to a detox center. Hmm. I said, I didn't know you were into drugs. And he said, no, not that kind of detox. I said, well, what, what other kind of detox exists? And he said, well, come, let me show you. And so 10 minutes away from my house at the time in Palm Springs 
was a detox center called the We Care Spa, where they do juice fasting and colonics and a bunch of supplements, all foreign to me at that time. But when I arrived there, the owner being Argentinian and speaking my language, I'm from Uruguay, I started seeing all these people that were all shining, were mm. all glowing. The longer they had been there, the higher the intensity of their glow. And then I started talking to them and they started telling me, you know, I had, I had rheumatoid arthritis and I'm better and I, I come here every year and I follow the instructions at home and I had diabetes and it's reversed and I had heart disease and it's reversed and cancer and I, and, and, and I should have died five years ago. And I, I was just blown away. Then I had the conversation with the owner and creator of this, of this place who herself had gone through heavy health issues and through chiropractors and other practitioners had learned the basic concepts and practices of detoxification and had opened this place organically through the years, which became worldwide famous. There's a waiting list to, to, to be able to get there. And she said to me, well, those symptoms that you're suffering from, I can help you get rid of them like that. So I decided to try the program. And within 10 days, the results were I was looking, feeling 10 years younger, no symptoms whatsoever of depression, irritable bowel syndrome, or any allergies at all. I felt better than I had felt in, in a decade. And I just couldn't believe it. I just blew my mind. And I, I was wondering how come I didn't learn this in medical school because it all seemed a little hokey pokey. So I became obsessed with understanding what went on and what was going on in all these people's bodies. So talking to this lady who was not a doctor, she started giving me books that were a little, not the type of books that I was used to, you know, referring to, to, um, proven scientific concept. You know, there were Arnold Eretz, The Mucusless Diet, and Rice and Shine, and all this type of book, right? That were really interesting and made a lot of sense, but I just could not connect the physiology with what they were saying until I found the Institute for Functional Medicine. Mm -hmm. And when I took their first course, the AFMCP, Applying Functional Medicine Clinical Practice, was where I had this huge revelation and I understood that I had been taught in medical school how the kidney functions, I had been taught how the liver functions and the intestine functions, all in separate classes. In fact, many of my friends became either liver specialists or kidney specialists or digestive specialists, right? But none of, none of us were taught how to understand that all these organs apart from other things, are uh, contributing to a system of detoxification. So I, I finally understood what I, what I experienced myself, my friend, and everybody that I had seen. And I became really a student of functional medicine and started really understanding the programs that I was putting people on because I started doing that. And, and, um, and the rest is history. I, I re that changed my practice, that changed my, the course of my life, really. And then I wrote a book about it, which became a huge success. It's translated to 30 languages, New York Times bestseller. And from then on. Mm. 
Yeah, Alejandro, that's a really heartfelt story. I mean, I and I completely resonate with you, you know? I mean, 20, 21 years ago, I did the Vasset Lad training, you know, the Pancha Kama in uh, New Mexico. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Vasset Lad, but uh, yes. it was amazing. It was uh, around the time I was studying for the American College of Nutrition, and I took their exam for their, you know, for their you know, CNS, a certified nutrition specialist. And the Panchakarma was great. You know, it was incredible. It was, a, you know, it was only a one-week program, but I really resonated with what you said. And then, um, have you heard of Sanavive in Mexico? Have you heard yes. of their program? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I almost became part of, uh, of, of their board of, of directors. Yeah, I, I went down there myself and worked with them, and I gave some lectures down there, and I, and I sort of bonded with them. And I, and I had a great experience with Sanavive as well. So I, I think detoxification is so important, and you said it so brilliantly. Mainstream medicine doesn't deal with it. And, and you were suffering for years until you realized, you know, through, you know, all the areas you went to and in your search, you, you know, you found the answers in detoxification. And I know my son Drew is a natural path is, uh, I mean, he deals with detoxification on a daily basis. So for our listeners, this conversation is extraordinarily important because as you said it so clearly, if you don't bring detoxification to the table, you're going to get sick because everybody's toxic in the, in the present world we live in, irrespective of COVID-19. We're all toxic and we need to detoxify. Even before the toxic world that we created, yes. thousands of years ago, huge and important systems of medicine like Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine are based on the principal concept that health and disease start in, in, in with, with the accumulation or not of toxicity, right? So, so detoxification is so important. In, in Ayurvedic medicine, toxicity is given a name, ama, and, and it, it isn't distinguished between the body, the mind, and, and, and the emotions toxicity. It's all in, under the same umbrella, right? Ayurvedic medicine has been around for thousands of years, even before the the, the, the great toxicity that, that we are polluting the planet with, right? So, so this, is, this is important regardless of, of the toxicity of the planet, but with it, even more. Yeah, and you know, another piece of uh, what you shared, Alejandro, that makes it so important is that you went through this on your own. You experienced the, the glowing of your face, your skin, right? The shining that you mentioned that you see in the patients that go there. And since you've been through that, you've understood what it's like to go from feeling depressed, having IBS, uh, feeling terrible, fatigued in your body, and then feeling amazing. And I think that, that piece that you're able to experience yourself and then share through all your books and the way you lecture, and, and that's just, that's beautiful right there. I'm so happy that you've been able to experience that and share it with everyone. I have so much respect for naturopath these days, right? Because through the years, and especially after being exposed to Ayurvedic medicine, because in the beginning, uh, on my trip in the ashram, the first time, I I saw what they what they did, but I didn't really understand it. I didn't pay much attention, even though I you know I I um I witnessed the the great benefits from applying its knowledge, but later on. After I learned functional medicine, years later, I went to India and I was sat down with one of the Ayurvedic legends in India, Dr. Narendra Singh, 
who's no longer with us, but I was lucky enough to to catch him at the end of his life and and sit with him for weeks, just seeing patients. And what I learned is that the main the main problem that humans have these days is that we have departed from the ways of nature. Hmm. Now that that manifests as the toxicity of our planet, but it manifests in many other ways. For example, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is not the way that nature designed us. If you look around and see every other species of animal on the planet doesn't have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And this is something that we don't question. So, so most animals in the wild or in, in, in the conditions in which nature designed them to live, eating and living in, in the way that nature designed them to live, do not get as sick or sick at all in, with the chronic diseases humans are suffering from. And, and why? Because they are respecting the laws of nature. We have departed from them and we're paying the price. That's very well said. And, you, you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed in your book, uh, Alejandro, uh, you know, in your clean seven here, is that I thought page 17 was brilliant. I mean, you literally captured in two pages the and summarized the toxicity in the workplace, in the diet, in the home, in pharmaceutical meds. I mean, it was absolutely brilliant. I mean, uh, I, I couldn't have done it better myself. And uh, as I was reading it, uh, I was saying, oh, my gosh, I mean, this guy has really got it. You know what I mean? So I, I just wanted to give you that feedback. That was an awesome, uh, you know, read for me. Thank you for that. And, and just, just to give the listeners an idea of what you're talking about, right? I describe in the book from the moment that you wake up from a mattress that may have been off-gassing fire retardants and, and being cozy in your sheets that you washed with detergents that contain SLS and other, uh, and other chemicals. Then you put your feet on the floor, which usually, if it's carpeted, has off-gassing of the, of the adhesives that the carpet are, are, are stuck with, or the woods that are treated with all these chemicals, including mercury and, and, and lead. Then you go to your bathroom and you either take a shower, you wash your face with water, has all kinds of chemicals from what it collects through the old lead pipes or copper pipes or, or to, to, to whatever comes in the city supplied water, which you find medications, chemotherapy agents, antidepressants, and apart from all the other pollutants that, that, um, that we're exposed to. And then you brush your teeth with toothpaste that contains uh, not only fluoride, in excess, but also, you know, the, the reason it foams, it is, is the, the same reason that your uh, laundry detergent foams because it has a, a, a chemical that makes it foam, right? And this is something that you're washing your, your teeth with. Then you put deodorant with aluminum and all kinds of things. Then, then, uh, then you go for breakfast. And, 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 and that's another attack of chemicals between all the things that we consume as foods there really are just edible products, right? All the, all the coloring agents, smelling agents, texturizing agents, pesticides, insecticides, preservatives, conservatives. So by the time you leave your house, you're exposed to a minimum of 2,000 chemicals that alone or in combination are known to cause hormonal disruptions, cancers, inflammation, you name it, right? So we are living in a world 
that is toxic and and uh, and the global warming is really just the, the fever of the planet the reason really behind it the root cause of this fever is the toxicity that we have created yeah and you know dad remember when i wrote that article for you everyday detox it was back in yeah. 2009 i mean yeah. the, the truth is we have to be detoxing every single day and Alejandro, that's what I really like about your book. You're not only giving, uh, you know, the readers an elimination type diet where they're going on this very seven day clean, even liquid diet and really giving their digestive system a rest. You're talking about herbs that help facilitate detoxification. You're talking about sauna therapy. You're talking about colonics. You're talking about meditation, skin brushing, all the things that people need to be doing really on like a daily or weekly basis to facilitate detoxification. So that's what I love about your book. It's comprehensive in all those things. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. In my book, I even say the future of, 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 of medicine should be no medicine. And, and, and the future of detoxification programs should be not de detoxification programs. We should live a detoxification supporting life, right? Not only within our organisms, but also with the planet. Yeah, You know, Alejandro, you also uh, mentioned the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, uh, which I think is uh, running wild in our society today. I, I think liver impairment, because liver is the primary organ of detoxification. I mean, could you say a, a word or two about that? Yes. The liver, the, in the liver is where the chemical reactions mostly happen. I mean, they happen in other tissues too, but mostly is where the cytochrome P450 enzymes are, which take care of phase phase one detoxification, uh, phase two detoxification, phase one is conjugation, sulfation, glucuronidation, all these chemical reactions that the, the, the liver cells are designed for and where toxic molecules are converted to non-toxic through, through the steps, right? And then turned from liposoluble, which 90% of them are, and therefore cannot be eliminated into water soluble right now what is what is the defense and adaptation mechanism most used by the body when it cannot catch up with with the toxicity that we are exposed is the accumulation and generation of fat because the 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 fat will buffer the irritation of these molecules that are only fat soluble. <clears throat> the body can detect that and the body says, okay, I have all these toxic molecules there that I cannot eliminate through urine, feces, sweat, and breath because they should be water soluble mm -hmm. to be able to do that. So then what does the body do? It said, Let bu let's buffer the irritation by generating and accumulating fat. Now, where are these toxins? A lot of them hanging around in the liver, so the liver is defending itself. This is a the fatty liver is a defense mechanism. It's not a disease. Most chronic diseases are really defense and adaptation mechanisms that are going on for too long. I mean, as a cardiologist, I was always wondering why um, plaque of cholesterol deposits in the in the in the arteries, right? Later on, I understood that it is the arteries that are getting irritated, fissured because of high blood pressure, smoking, uh, diabetes, right? And that those mini fissures, the body tries to patch so that the healing happens under. Just very much like a scab is where 
the, is what the body does in order to allow healing to happen underneath. Now, when the healing happens, the scab falls. If the artery, if the insult would stop, the artery would deposit that plaque, heal the wall of the artery, and then that plaque would be reabsorbed. Now, we know through the work of Dean Ornish and many others that that is really what happens when you change the habit and you stop the insult. But most people don't stop the insult, so the, the, the body continues to deposit the plaque, and eventually coronary artery disease is diagnosed. But it is nothing more than an adaptation and a survival mechanism gone on for too long. And, and basically, you can, you can summarize this by saying that the body is not born with, is not designed by nature with information of, on how to generate disease. The only information we have, our cells function on, the software of our cells, is really just to adapt and survive. You know, the, there is no, no information on how to get sick, right? So, so these adaptation mechanisms are the way the body wisely responds to the circumstances and the conditions that we have created. And, and that's why, and, and you said it beautifully, that detoxification now has to be something that we put in our everyday lives. And just the way, like Drew said, whether it's sauna or, or you know, whether it's you know, through diet or whatever it takes. I mean, we human beings need to focus on detoxification because, again, it, it's, it's probably one of the greatest causes of illness today. The thing and is, your story I, is so typical. It's incredible. As we understand the different systems of the body, we understand how to support them. You know, bodybuilders really understand how to support muscle growth. Yeah. So they eat and exercise in a certain way that, that was, that's what they promote and they support it. So they allow it to happen. And, and, and in, in the same way, so many organs and systems, we know how, what to do and support. And all these advices out there. We need to learn how to support the detoxification system as well, which until now, in, in, a, in, in a mass consciousness understanding, is completely ignored. So, Dr. Alejandro, if you had one pearl to give our listeners, you know, just one insight into detoxification, what would that be? It is, it's a difficult question, as simple as it sounds, because there are so many aspects that are related that to choose one is very hard, but I'm going to go for it. The, the one thing that I think has the biggest impact, as I see and witness on people that I help, is the reduction of the workload of the digestive system. Now, that entails a few different aspects, right? So, for example, one of the things is not eating that much. You know, I questioning this cultural um, business a, a construct that we came up with of breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacking in the middle. That if you break that pattern alone, and one way of do, to do it is, is through intermittent fasting. We know now there's incredible benefits. Another aspect of, of not taxing the digestive system is really eating real foods and not food-like products, right? So just with that, just understanding how to decrease the workload of the digestive system, I think is one of the most impactful things we can do as a species to improve our survival and chances of, of, of being around for longer. 
I agree 100%. So well said, Alejandro. So well said. Drew, yeah. take it from here. No, I mean, Alejandro, that, I was, that was a great uh, summary. I that's a great you. summary. And um, I couldn't agree more with the digestion piece. And I find like what you mentioned in your book, too, the intermittent fasting is such an important uh, element for people to bring into their daily practice. And uh, for some, it can be challenging at first to do that. But dad, I remember back in the day, like this is early 2000s. You were, you were intermittent fasting before it was even a, a thing. So, you know, you've been, your father has been talking about many things that were not even a thing when he started talking about them. <laughs> well, Alejandro, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was, this was great. Yeah. I really enjoy seeing a father and a son working together. I hope my son works together with me one day. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> That's our show for today, folks. If you have a question or an idea for a show topic, please send us an email or share a post with us on Facebook. And remember, if you like what you heard today and you want to be an active member of the Be Healthistic community, subscribe to our podcast at BeHealthisticPodcast.com or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorites. You can also find more great content and information from us and the Healthy Directions team at HealthyDirections.com. I'm Dr. Drew Sinatra. And I'm Dr. Steve Sinatra. And this is Be Healthistic. Thanks for listening to Be Healthistic with Drs. Drew and Steve Sinatra, powered by our friends at Healthy Directions. See you next time.